Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coleman, sitting once again in Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge in the heart of the Clempire. Yep. With my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Who is Rob Mailer? Uh, he's a he's a fan of the podcast. He's okay. uh, I have uh, his name in my notes, and I don't know why it's there. Right, because I mentioned him uh, last week that he uh, he he bought us some drinks, uh-huh. and 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 I was getting him confused with the the guy Rob uh, Rothman. Is that his name? Your oh, friend? Robert Rothman. Yeah, right, right. But with uh, the sleepy eye, with the sleepy eye. But yeah. I was just I was it was just in my mind. I was confusing the Robs, and I realized that uh, Rob, okay. Rob Mailer is. Right. Uh, I just have this. Question here. Right, 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 right. Who is Rob Mailer? <laughs> I think because I, I was mentioning, I was like, yeah. oh, a good friend of Manny's. And you're like, I don't know I Rob don't, Mailer. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but, <laughs> but I, he's a, I, can, he's, I can cross this out. My notes yes, there. yeah, but he's a friend of the show. Oh, Shout okay, out again yeah. to Rob Mailer. Thank you for the cocktails. Oh, yeah. Thank he's you, he's a longtime supporter. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert Rothman's a big supporter. Yes, too. he is. He is yeah. a fan. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah we, he's we, a good we, guy we love all of our troubled nation. The troubled nation out there. What's going on, man? Oh, what's going on, Manny? Uh, all kind of stuff in the news today. Uh, oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he had uh, uh, what the 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 unknown congressman from Louisiana who was elected Speaker of the House. I don't know yeah. if you saw that. Yeah, that I was saw uh, that. It's uh, now I don't know. What, I've never never seen this guy's face. Never heard of him. Uh, you know, I, I well, think you're he, going to. Oh yeah, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah. Going it's to. all going to change. It's all going to change. He's from Shreveport, which is you know to me basically Alaska or Texas. And, yeah, or yeah. Texas. They they root for the Cowboys up yeah. there. And uh, so we'll see uh, what this guy has. It's funny how we have two Louisianans, uh, Speaker of the House and the Majority Whip. <laughs> right. Is Steve Scalise. <laughs> right. Right. Now, what does a whip do? Uh, they whip the votes. I, they, I, uh, they, it's arm twisting. It's uh, they, uh, they try to convince people to, to. He'd be good at it, I guess, Scalise. Vote the certain way. You know, God, if that bullet would have just went a little more uh, to the right. Yeah, yeah. We would have never have to deal with this guy. <laughs> a little bit more to the right. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's anyway, tough to yeah. So things. now this guy, uh, what's it, Johnson? Uh, Mike Johnson. Mike yeah, Johnson. Nitwit Mike Johnson. He's yeah. uh he's a I saw that kind of today. Ki- kindler gentler insurrectionist you know he's a has a soft touch with his the way his his voice but he's a real uh, uh maga uh cocksucker and uh you know hardline uh, easygoing trader there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Candy coating. But he's a man of God. Too. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Man of God, sure. evangelical Christian, yeah, uh, uh, talk radio host. Apparently so, got into Congress about the same time we started this podcast. So obviously, oh, he's, really? got, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a lot of experience. Now let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Gio, what was the question? Now, he um, is this what Gates wanted the whole time? Did he want someone like him? Well, I, th- I think so. I think he, uh, okay, Gates so, seems to be happy, yes. Okay, so this guy Gates, who is, you know, basically has a high school diploma, you know. Uh, well, I, he, he likes to date high school girls, so yeah. that's, <laughs> it works out for him, you know. That's all he needed. That's as far as, as he needed. Uh, Actually, I think he has an Ivy League so this education, is man. This is what waste he wanted. Of money, he people. wanted to get rid of McCarthy and puts. But this guy's not a puppet for Gates or anything. Gates has no power like that, does no, he? No, he's a puppet for Trump. Yeah, well. You know, he'll, he'll do whatever, uh, well, you know, he's, yeah. he, he will follow any line. And uh, so I think that's what they wanted. Now, I don't know how this how this holds together. We'll see. It's, uh, it's, it's This is a whole dead-end operation with these guys, man. They don't, they're. 
Well, they're, they're split so badly, I, I don't know. You know, when you have a party that, that wants to, thinks the whole idea of government is bad, and that government can't solve anything, and put us in power and we'll prove that to you, you know, what, what, what possible good outcome can, can there be? Nothing. Nothing <laughs> at all. Nothing at all. You know, um, but yeah, that's on the news. I've been watching the news right, a lot. Right, right. Uh, in fact, I saw the funniest thing on the news today. I was uh, watching the, the noon news. You know, they have the morning news, and then they have the noon news, right. and then they have the evening news. And I was watching um, the uh, NBC affiliate down here, which is WDSU, and they're watching... And, they're doing the local stories, and it's that guy, you know, the twin brothers, the Mackle brothers. Right, right. Travis and Fletcher, one uh-huh. does sports, one does news. Right. Well, the one that does news is doing the noon news, and I'm watching it while I'm having my lunch, and um, they're doing local stories and local stories, and just, <laughs> this is what happens, I guess, when someone's not paying attention in the studio. Uh-huh. Tra- uh, Mackle goes... And now to national news, uh, former President Trump um, in New York uh, facing all these allegations, and it was a crazy day for his courtroom appearance. Let's go to our national correspondent, so-and-so. And they cut, you know, they cut away, and they're showing, it doesn't cut to the courtroom, or it, it cuts to, like, the shit that's going on in the Middle East where the guns are shooting, <laughs> and people are running for their lives and stuff like that, and there's explosions right, and smoke right. and ambulances and babies being carried right, and stuff right. like that. And it shows about 30, 40 seconds of it, and they cut back to, to, to the anchorman and goes, uh-huh. well, uh, that didn't seem to be the right footage. <laughs> we'll get that story straight right, now. Right, right, But let's go to commercial. Uh-huh. But it was the most fucking hilarious. Because you think of Trump, you think of chaos, you think right, of just... Right. Right, right. You know, and it was perfect. <laughs> People running on fire. Yeah, it's yeah, per- yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. It was just yeah. perfect how uh, how the cutaway just went to that. I, right. Maybe there was someone in the studio who thought it was funny. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe some intern or something just didn't push the right button or something like that. But, yeah. you know, it's the new news. Sleep so. at the wheel. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the new news. So I thought that was fucking hilarious, man. Well, speaking of news, I was actually on the morning news today. Oh, I, no. I, I woke up. Now? I woke up at your time. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> so. It was, a, it was a perp walk for me, not the first. No, uh, I, I woke up about the time. I got up at 4.15 this morning. Wow. So that I could make a, a 6 o'clock a.m. call at uh, WWL Channel uh, 4. yes. And uh, was on there with our old buddy Eric Paulson. Uh, Sleepy playing, Paulson. Playing yeah. with one of my bands, uh, Los Tremolo Kings. Uh, okay. We had uh, Ugo Montero on talking about Casa Borrega. And this was uh, kind of promoting the whole uh, like Day of the Dead party they're having over there at Casa Borrega on November 4th. Oh, but, uh, okay. I was there for two hours uh, playing, you know, maybe every 20 minutes or something, you know, playing a couple of minutes and different song as they went to break or, you know. Uh, Did you see Alexander Cranford, the weather woman, the meteorologist, the redhead? She, I've got a thing for her, man. She wasn't, She's so fucking hot. She, she was in a different room. I didn't, oh, I didn't really? see Oh, really? But I talked to Eric for a minute. I uh-huh. told him hello for you. And, oh, yeah. and, uh, he doesn't like me too much and, anymore. Well, you know, oddly, uh, tying back to a recent guest, uh, Jude Akers, turns out that Eric Paulson, like in the early 80s, did a big feature on Jude. Oh. And 
played Jude in in a, a big simul where you know Eric was one of like twelve people that that Jude played at one time, you know, uh-huh. and they they it was kind of a tournament and they did several games and and Eric Paulson is such a good. Uh, chess player actually yeah. drew Jude twice and beat him one of one oh. one time. Now again, that's Jude versus twelve people at once. But uh, right. apparently, uh, Bailey Badaway, the the you know his promo person, uh, Jude's current promo person, uh-huh. saw that thing on on uh, with Eric Paulson. Contacted Eric Paulson, and they have a, another like a rematch uh, scheduled. Okay. So they're going to be promoting that and. Talk to Eric a little bit well, about that. What's funny about Eric Paulson, he's a good guy, but it, yeah. it seems like every time I've been on that morning show, it's like as soon as they rap, he's like, Manny, let's go get some girls. <laughs> he's fucking a hound dog, man. I love him for that. Though, well, you said yeah. he's married now, so that's not anymore, well, it right? Well, doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I, I'm married. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, but you didn't see Alexander Cranford? Yeah, I mean, oh, I might have saw, seen her from the distance in the other geez, room, but she geez. she wasn't really around. We've got to get her on the show. Okay. I got a thing for her. All right. Well, next time I'm down yeah, there, you know, yeah. I, I play down there every so often. I'll, yeah, uh, I'll you see gotta her, get her on the show. Right on. We got to get Eric Paulson on, too. I'd like to have him. He goes to sleep before I go to sleep. Yeah, well, he's got to get up early. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's he's, he's got. Maybe we can do the podcast from the morning show. Oh, that'd be fun. Right on, right on. Well, uh, I had uh, something, a kind of a momentous event this weekend. Well, I had some some oral surgery last week and was going to kind of take it easy until I had a gig on had a gig on Saturday, but I got a call at the last minute to go fill in for somebody on Bourbon Street okay. on Friday night. It was the Bartending? Fir- yeah, right. <laughs> it was, uh, well, it's more of a, a dancing thing, but uh, no, uh, playing in a, in a Cajun band, actually, but uh, the first time I'd, I'd played on Bourbon Street, probably in like 30 years, I was trying to think of it if when I'd played there more recently, and I think it's literally been 30 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I show up to the gig, and it's called the, the Bayou Bar. It's you know part of the, I don't know, the Tropical Isle Complex or something. And I look at the space, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is the space that used to be Papa Joe's, this club Papa Joe's, where I played like steadily in 1984 with Alex Chilton for several months until the drummer that we were playing with in the trio quit or quit us, which basically meant we got fired off the the gig. So I hadn't played in that room (laughs) since getting fired there in 1984. So anyway, it was... uh, What was the name of this place? uh, It's now called uh, the Bayou Bar. It used to be called uh, Ron Dodge's Papa Joe's, but it's like, you know, 600 block of bourbon too loose so bourbon. you just got you were a hired gun you yeah yeah when it, was, it was a fun gig though i had this this uh like uh older kind of cajun fiddle player who was r- total real deal from like uh golden meadow louisiana you know like way down down you know bell chase highway towards the mouth of the river he came in well you just ca- a, you ca- you got home alive that's what and cranston clements was the guitar player dave's brother oh. so it's uh old home week over there oh okay well that sounds like a great gig yeah yeah yeah. you know uh but you know it's a great gig mm-hmm. um they just announced that we have a new chief of police 
Right with a lady, right? The lady, I don't know what her name I is. I have it back here somewhere. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, to me, uh, she looks like that 90s comedian. Uh, she's a female version of Emo Phillips. <laughs> she kind of looks like him and kind of sounds like him. Remember Emo Phillips? I, I do remember Emo uh, Phillips, sure. Yeah, he, he had like the, his, his comedy was like, like uh, if, if a. Uh, if um, uh, one of those Australian uh, animals, what do they call those? Uh, An emu? Uh, no, the one, the Qantas. Uh, oh, uh, what do uh, they call those ones that move really slow and right, stuff? Yeah, koala. Koala, <laughs> like a koala bear doing comedy is like what Emo Phillips was. Yeah, I think they call it uh, alt comedy. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not yeah. fun. I think our new chief of police looks a lot like okay. Emo Phillips. All right, I hope she go- does well. I hope she. Yeah, does yeah. Okay. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. I hope so. You know, uh, good luck to Wish her. Wish her all the best. And yeah. if not, maybe she'll be funny. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll get some laughs, yeah. you know. Well, well, well the... we already have. Right, right. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> I mean, she's coming from Oakland, so she apparently well, did a great job, such a good job there that she left or was forced to leave from Oakland because they have one of the highest murder rates ever. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we we're, were saying when, when she was first announced that seems like... Uh, you know, she also has a law degree, and, and yeah. she's kind of a soft touch, so I think maybe uh, uh, La- Mayor LaToya Cantrell may have gotten her in an attempt to, uh, that, sh- that hopefully she might be able to get us out from under this uh, consent decree. Yeah, well, uh, I think that's the big thing, because she is an attorney. Right, right. You know, but also, speaking of crimes, I wanted to bring this up last week, but uh, I was so uh, interested in our guests mm-hmm. that... Um, there was this <clears throat> in Orlando, Florida, somewhere in Florida, Tampa, Orlando. Burglars went to some distribution plant, uh, alcohol distribution plant, in somewhere in Tampa, and they stole over one point six million dollars in booze. Wow! Which uh, uh, added up to four thousand two hundred seventy-seven cases of booze. We're Man. talking wine. Liquor, in beer. An, that's a lot of. I mean, that's a lot of stuff to move. How well, do you move all it, well, that? Well, in big, huge trucks. You know, big semi trucks. It had to be an inside job. They took the whole truck. Well, they no. They they the they trucks came to the plant. The oh, geez. And they loaded the trucks from this distribution that's got center. Inside job right now. You know, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. thought to myself, I was thinking it all for like days and days. I thought, well, two words. Dave Clements. <laughs> it had to be Dave Clements. Who could do this? Who could talk people into doing this? Dave well, he's Clemens. not here. So. He hasn't been here for a while either. Yeah, yeah, he's you know? been absent yeah. for a little bit. They say yeah. he's in Buffalo. But who knows? But can you imagine? I mean, it had to be an inside job. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. 42, Organized crime. Yeah, yeah. 4,277 cases of booze? Yeah. I that's, mean, no, that, that's like the beginning of heat. But for booze, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just you know, and they still haven't solved the crime yet. And this was like three weeks ago. Yeah, they probably won't at this point. Well, I mean, so where do you go with that amount of booze? Where do you go? You go to uh, what? You put it on a ship and ship it to Cuba, or you, or you go to uh, you know music festivals and just start selling it? Yeah, out of the trunk of your car. I I think you get somebody who's in the in the in the booze business already. uh, Some has some kind of wholesale operation. You sell it to them for twenty five cents on the dollar, and they uh, you know make it all disappear into the into their inventory. Because you got to think it's still probably in Florida. All that booze. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, how could they cross state lines with that, so much? Business? Yeah, yeah. It had to be. If you're talking four thousand cases of wine, liquor, beer, it had to be at least one huge semi. Maybe oh. those double decker semis. Yeah, might have been or several. Maybe, yeah, I, mean, I just don't. How do you get away with that? And I, I just really want to know the guy. It, it is like, or, or it's like heat, or like the uh, the the Lufthansa. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Lufthansa. Yeah, in, exactly. In, uh, in Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wanted to bring that up because uh, Dave is still nowhere to be found. Right, right. You know, He's keeping a low profile yeah. these days. Yeah. Anyway, that's about all I got. Okay. Except. Um, Unless you got more. Well, I was going to say, uh, you saw this uh, Alaska Air pilot. Uh, yeah, this, this, I, this, I heard uh, about it. Yeah, I saw Riding it. in the jump seat there on a, a deadhead flight. He, he reaches up, starts trying to, to pull the uh, emergency stop on the, on the engines. And it's funny, yeah. And go, then he said he was on mushroom. Well, he he said, you know, then he then he comes out of the they kick him out of the the uh, cockpit, and he goes over to a stewardess and says, "You got to handcuff me now, or it's because it's going to get bad." <laughs> wow. So she did handcuff him. I mean, stewardesses know, have handcuffs. I guess now. they do. I guess or they zip ties you know, or whatever. Well, no, they. Know. Well, I don't know, but I, th- I I thought they got rid of those seats after nine eleven. You though. would think. See, because uh, I, I thought they did because uh, Chopper Dave. Mm-hmm. Who's a mutual friend of ours? Right. He used to fly for free everywhere because he's a cheap bastard, <laughs> cheaper than you actually. Okay, <laughs> this kind of guy who comes to a party, brings a plate, and no one eats it. He bring, takes it back with him. <laughs> you know, he doesn't leave it there for the party. Anyway, he he said they stopped doing the jump seats. Yeah. After 9-11. Maybe they will slighten up. Yeah, well, maybe now they'll go back to, to not yeah, allowing well, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But but then when they had, after they had him in custody, he said, well, I did take, uh, you know, psychedelic mushrooms a few days ago. So they, they keep reporting that in the news as if the mushrooms were the reason he did that. So they're like, <laughs> don't blame the mushrooms, man. <laughs> well, that's funny because about a month ago, I was at uh, NOAC and I'm in the sauna and I'm just relaxing, trying to just close my eyes and sweat. And I hear these, this conversation, uh, and these two guys are talking about how they took mushrooms at some festival, recent festival. And I guess they're still around, mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Really? I, they're I, becoming more popular, I, I guess think. so, yeah. 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 I, I did not know that. Getting into the mainstream. And you know. I just remember mushrooms and me were always a lot of fun uh, until the next day. Yeah. Because... Uh, the bowel movements the next day were awful, and yeah, you feel kind of spent. Like, yeah, uh, and, uh, and um, I, I, I don't think I could ever do them again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear about them all the well, especially around Mardi Gras, because that's right. That's when people really. That's like every you know everybody's mushroom day, especially or. Maybe that for those who would don't, be the worst day I know that's, uh, that's how I, I feel. Yeah, no, I've done it on Mardi Gras. I would not advise it. It's not a good idea. You know, I did it when I was a kid. I'm, I'm no, right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, a lot of friends of ours, Manny, uh, uh, are. Dealing in, in the habit of, of micro dosing like all the time, you know, just like on a yeah, daily I, basis. Yeah, I don't and then, that. And then uh, maybe sometimes, and so they'll like quit drinking, but they'll start doing mushrooms all the time. Yeah. <laughs> And then this guy, yes. this pilot, um, they put him on suicide watch, mm-hmm. which I don't understand now. You got to watch it? <laughs> you know? Can't he have some privacy? Yeah, yeah. I got to watch this guy kill himself? <laughs> Who gets that gig? 
right? Uh, what's the fun in that, man? Yeah, who, who, yeah. who enjoys that? What kind of sick fuck enjoys yeah. that, right? I anyway, agree, yeah. Agree so that money. guy, uh, thank goodness he was on uh, uh, mushrooms. I, maybe it was a good thing that he was on mushrooms. Yeah, I, I think they know. had worn off. Maybe he was, you know, in the that post mushroom funk like you're talking about. Right. You know, that's the thought. Uh, I can't live like this. Yeah, <laughs> y'all are all gonna have to die. <laughs> yeah, where am I? Why do they call this a jump seat? <laughs> you know? Jump. Yeah, well, might as I, well jump. Yeah, well, something like that. But uh, you know, it's a good thing. You know, he's got apparently there's 87 passengers on board, mm -hmm. so he's got 87 charges of attempted, attempted murder. murder. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's better get a good lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Very good lawyer. Well, I know this week it was your birthday. Happy birthday, Manny! Now as 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 we're we're the back to the being the same age. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's getting Happy to you, huh? birthday, Manny. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, it was. It's my birthday. It was my birthday a few days ago, and I'm the big six zero. Right on. Nice. And nice. Um, and I I did something. You know, I did notice over the weekend. It was on Friday. I turned sixty, and, and my daughter and wife um, um, left the house. Um, no, they gave me <laughs> as a your night. gift. Yeah, yeah, as a gift, they, they just left. No, my daughter moved out like over a month ago. Oh, my okay. wife, she's been gone for years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did notice because I do my grocery shopping on the weekends, and I did notice there's something I've I've been doing for the past five six years, but I only realized it when I turned sixty. I don't know if you do this. I don't know if you do this. Uh, I do this all mm -hmm. the time. Like when I'm out at the grocery store, maybe a uh, uh, department store, and if I see somebody I know, I avoid them. Right. You do that? Do you ever well, do that? Well, yeah, you try to because you feel like you don't really want to run into people in the store. It's not a good place to talk. Sometimes it's not somebody that you really have anything to say to anyway. Right. And I did that. Like It happened four times after my 60th birthday where I saw people and I just said, I, I got to go the other way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to. Usually, I saw one of them in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Say or that it's a time thing. Like You like, don't have you don't time. Have well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't have time, and but so I'm glad there's that everyone awkward, does it. Like, but there's so many aisles. There's that awkward, like, well, that's like, what's, it. what's my strategy post avoidance? Well, my know, supermarket. Like, once you go in, is there's the produce section. Sure. So if you see them in the produce section, you you got to talk to them. Yeah, that's wide open. Yeah, yeah. you're you're because you're, you're totally walking exposed. right in. Absolutely. But yeah. if you like. A few aisles down, like you're in the bread section or the. the That's what I'm saying. You be strategic. You yeah, you got to be strategic. Yeah. And there's always those fucks with those electronic carts who get in your way if you're trying to make a getaway. <laughs> now the the problem is if you say hello to the person and speak to them briefly, then you go about your shopping. Then for the rest of the time, you keep running into them again. You right. Know? That's they the, have their own way of going. That's around the, the awkward. Thing never for me. fails. Yeah. <laughs> never yeah. fails. Hey again. Hey yeah. All right. Hey. hey again. Yeah. <laughs> the and the problem is like. also. I don't know. You know. You notice this. The supermarkets, like every nine to twelve months, they'll strategically move things. Oh yeah, I hate that. You know, it's like you're used to this being there for a year. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like somebody in the home office says, well, we got to move it over here because it's not selling no, as well. Let's have a new strategy. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to mix it up. <laughs> so Trader Joe's does that all the time. I mean, I love Trader Joe's. I grew up with Trader Joe's. But they're constantly moving things. It's just like, wait a minute. My favorite little f crackers were here, and now you've got them clear across the other way. You know, what the, what yeah. the fuck is this about? 
you know. It's, anyway, it's this, merchandising. It's 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 well, yeah, uh, it's it, a retail thing too. It's like you know. Well, it's somebody like, got a yeah. job at the home office and said, "Well, the the cookies aren't selling as good as they used to, so we've got maybe move them towards the front." Yeah, it's a brilliant plan. Yeah. it's a brilliant idea gets, that's going to make us you know get a ten cent right. raise. Exactly. And does these planograms where they. They take pictures of where the product should go and all that. Like, kind of stuff. no joke. That is how a lot of people make a lot of money. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm sure they have whole consulting businesses based around that. Or, yeah. You know, selling you the idea that we can help your business we through the bullshit we're going to tell you. Push, right, right, you know, right. push, push the Trader Joe's Oreo cookie brand <laughs> better than you know if we move it over here. Right. You know, right. and it was fine over there. You know. Anyway, let's get to our yeah, guest because he guest. seems excited. Absolutely, to me. <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, uh, we're excited to have him on. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a tall drink of water. I'm a tall drink of water. He's with, uh, with size 15s. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um. So, uh, Spellies, I haven't known him. I don't know him very well in, at all, actually. But I am a fan of his playing. He's a really rocking drummer, uh, also a guitar player and keyboard player, vocalist. I guess in his in his you know his, his off hours, uh, he's in one of my favorite bands, the Happy Talk, with uh, you know Luke Allen, uh, the Luke Warmer, our form one of our early guests there. And also Alex McMurray plays in that band. He's also the he was he was the drummer with another one of my favorite bands, Malavitas. And we've had all those people on Tiana Hux and Rob Cambray. Uh, until recently, I guess he's left that band. Now he's with uh, a new band, Early Day Miners, who just signed a a new uh, 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 record deal with a West Coast mystery record label. We we can't <laughs> reveal who that is, but uh, it's going to be a big surprise. Anyway, uh, he's also an Intake systems manager at a at a at a law firm. We're going to find out what all that is. So uh, we're going to get into all that. But without further ado, the great Mr. Jeff Massey. Welcome, Aww. welcome, Jeff. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm uh, I'm thrilled. This kind of a this is a big deal for me. Like it's yeah, a big it's deal like, for I, everybody. I, really, I love man. this show. I love this show. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm 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 stuck to be here, man. Thank oh, you. Well, we're happy to have you, thank man. Thank you. Um, how long have you been with Happy Talk? Uh, five years. Okay. Five years now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first gig was December 2018. And okay. you've only been in town like six years. Six I think years. you yeah. started about, you got to town about the same time we started this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. About 2017. The same, yeah. About the same yeah. time. Yeah. That, was, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Mike Johnson got, <laughs> got into Congress. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was uh, late summer 2017. Okay. And you knew Luke and the guys already? No. no. Oh, when oh. we moved here? No. Yeah, yeah. I, oh. I didn't know a soul. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did you How did you meet those guys? Well, our sons went to the same Your school. Your law firm? Oh, really? No, no, no. no, <laughs> no. My, the, the, they were in trouble? The, no, my, the, the, that law firm is actually, uh, or, well, that office was in Chicago. They're, oh, they're okay. kind of everywhere. But um, no, this was, uh, our, our sons went to the same school um, for a, a good many years. And they're the same age and the same grade. And so we kept seeing each other at pickups, you know, because mm. we, you know, for for whatever scheduling reason, bricolage, bricolage, yeah, bricolage. yeah, you got it, you got bricolage. it, yeah. You know that school was started by uh, my my son's uh, uh, kindergarten teacher, who oh. was who was terrific. She was like teacher of the year. Uh, what was it? Who who's the teacher? Um, spacing out her name. Yeah, right I, now I, I asked you. It's yes, like, Miss Murray. Yeah, Miss Murray. Might actually know who. Yeah, maybe yeah, I know from she Lusher. Was, yeah. From she was at Lusher, Little yeah. Lusher. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She was uh, teacher of the year. You know. The, oh, Many years in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fantastic, Murray. fantastic yeah, teacher. Good. And I, I live right near that school. 
Okay. Yeah. I live right near that school. And that's in the building that, that was formerly uh, John McDonough School, yeah, where, right. where my parents graduated from high school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just did a, a big facelift on it a couple of years ago. It's, yeah. it's, it, they did a great job. It's that's nice where I go yeah. vote, too. Oh, really? That's okay. the place I go nice. vote in my neighborhood. So you keep seeing Luke Allen there, the right. Luke Warmer, and uh, exactly, you, you start yeah. talking to him. And yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, we, we've kind of. It's it's a funny story that we've kind of reflected on with with different people. It's like, well, you know, we kept seeing each other across the parking lot, and it was it's like you, you look kind of, for lack of a better term, you look kind of rock and roll, right? <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so it was. It just uh, it just kind of like drew us to each other to to where we just started chatting and. Um, there was uh, at that time in the Bywater. There was um, at Markey Park. There was a Wednesday get together with with parents and, and kids. It wasn't like necessarily a bricklage thing. It was just like right. a neighborhood thing, informal. Um, right? Yeah. yeah. So I started bringing my son there because Luke was bringing Arlo to to that one. Um, and so yeah, we just started getting to know each other um, really quickly. Actually, like he and I, we we became really fast friends. Yeah. Um, really quickly, you know. Um, and yeah, it was it was a year later. Um, the the first domino fell in in terms of uh, me joining these these New Orleans bands that that were so well established. Mm -hmm. um, in that Mike Andropont left for New New York, and and Luke, yeah, he gave me the nod for the gig. So right, nice. um, but yeah, a, a year leading up to that, it was just a lot of hanging out, and he had never heard me play. <laughs> So, Were you playing with anybody uh, in New Orleans I, at that time? Yeah, I was, um, but it, it was it was this band called the Call Girls, and headed up by Bill Lavender, who has historically kind of um, organized the the annual Poetry Fest that, that used to be held at Siberia every year. Hmm, okay. Um, and uh, Cynthia Wigington um, was a bass player, um, and they you know they've been doing this off and on for like year like you know. 20, 25 years mm -hmm. with, with different members. So um, Rob Cambry actually uh, put me in touch with with Bill because he was looking to, you know, uh, get back into practicing and playing these songs. Um, not too interested in playing shows, um, but it was something, you know. So because right. I, I was asking everybody, we were making, we, we were meeting a lot of people very quickly. My wife and I, when we first moved here, um, and you know, like Rob was one of them too, and and uh, you know several you know several others like you know in the music scene down here, um, and I was asking everybody I could. It's like, well, you know, what on earth can I do to like like who's looking for a drummer or who you know? And, and I remember Rob like like telling me, it's like, don't worry, kid. You're just like <laughs> like you're you're a drummer with your own kit and and your own transportation. <laughs> Somebody's gonna scoop you up, right? Um, and you know he ultimately he he was eventually. Right. Right, um, but no, he put me in touch with Bill. So for a, for the first year, you know, I was I was playing with him, but we weren't playing out. Mm -hmm. So nobody was hearing me play, right, or seeing me right, play. But right. I was I was Keeping practicing every under Monday wraps. Night. Yeah, okay, exactly. Right. Yeah, like a big reveal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are, are are the kids still at Bricolage? Your kid? No, my my son now goes to Audubon Charter, okay. and um, oh, I think loose kid goes home homer plessy i think um yeah uh, okay, but, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah charter that's a little bit out of the way isn't it um from bywater yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, like the other end of the city yeah it's take about a half an hour to get it's, it's you know it's not that bad <laughs> yeah actually okay. I've, I've got my root town um because i we we do a carpool with with another uh, another neighborhood friend that um is in the 
same grade goes to the same school. Okay. And uh, I've got my my root my root down. Um, go through the quarter and then hit Chapulus and okay. Go up that way. So it's why did bad. you leave Brooklyn Lodge? Um, we moved oh, and moved. Okay. we, yeah, I mean, and cause we, we moved from Bayou St. John to, uh, the Bywater and, you know, we went from like, uh, like we could literally walk to, to him to school, like mm-hmm. in six minutes. Yeah. Um, and so we figured, well, if we're driving, let's look at like, you know, there are other things happening, um, with that school, not in the school in general. I mean, like he had a, you know. Like we didn't have the best fourth grade teacher, I think that year. Or yeah, whatever. you know, it's like just it, things that kind of like y- you know gave us kind of pause as as far as um, you know, do we kind of keep going with that or uh, look elsewhere? See what so, else is it? Yeah, go, just go with yeah, see what's, what door else number two. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not I'm not putting Brick Lodge down. I mean, they're sure you know, they're they're still they're, they're no, still ter- doing terrific, it. Terrific. Uh, yeah, organization. Absolutely. Terrific, yeah, uh, absolutely. School. But for us and for 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 my son's situation, it was like it was worth taking a look at the other options and. Uh, Audubon's actually a really, really. So you wanted nice, to take nice him away from all his friends yeah. and put him to a school that absolutely, he had to, well, yeah. Bill's you know, character, um, character, you know. We were way behind on on traumatization for him. Like, I mean, he's he's had it way too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you, know, if, you, if you wait too long, it's it, too late. Man. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they grow up whole, and then then you can you know they'll <laughs> never be creative. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, uh, well, let's go back a little bit and and, and uh, you know find out about you before you got to uh, uh, to yes. New Orleans. So yes. you did not grow to, grow up here. Where where did you uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Rockford, Illinois. Okay, oh. now, Illinois. now what is that like? Where, uh, <laughs> is, how close to Chicago is that? Oh, uh, well, let's sure. see. It's what like seventy-ish miles, okay. like northwest of Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, you know, about you know, with no traffic, it's like an hour and forty-five minutes. Okay, so what's drive. that like for so, you? Um, Rockford just urban sprawl at its worst. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> is there any university there? Well, urban because it's its own horrible city. Oh, okay. You know, um, it's it's no, it's awful. I have nothing good. To, it's home of cheap trick. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, home I of like cheap trick. Yeah, like no, trick, hey, I do but too. That's so the only good thing. That's about it. <laughs> that and, and you. The <laughs> only good thing that ever came. You know, the first arena concert I ever saw was Cheap Trick opening for Kiss in 1976 at the Fabulous Forum in Inglewood, California. Okay. That is excellent. That was my first Sounds arena like fun. Show. Oh, I love that. I love and that. And Cheap Trick rocked. They had, uh, I don't think live, I think live at Budokan yeah, yeah. was out. Maybe it came a couple years later. But What Kiss with, album was were they touring? Was that Hot as Hell? Or, oh, 76. Okay. So um, I don't know. I just know that my bro- older brother and his girlfriend wanted to go see Kiss and my mom said I'll only buy you tickets if you take your little brother. Right. So I was like the chaperone in a way. <laughs> nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh we got there early. They smoked pot. I got high off the fumes in a way. At uh-huh. seventy six I was thirteen years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But it was a great show. Yeah. Uh I think uh Kiss had exploded in seventy five, seventy six. I mean, well, that was probably around Destroyer, right? Yeah, I yeah, think so. I, th- I think I do remember though. Uh, in the middle of the show, they stopped everything. The, the band walked out, and then Peter Chris came out and sa- sang "Beth" with an orchestra <laughs> that okay, wasn't so, around. So, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this taped orchestra, right. <laughs> you know. But it was a great show, and Cheap Trick were fabulous. Yeah, they were really yeah. good. Yeah, so those- I thought they were really cool because you know it's like, all right, this is a, a rock and roll show. The two 
front guys are rockers, but then that, that lead guitarist, what's his name? Uh, who's got uh, the Rick baseball. Nielsen. Yeah. yeah. And the drummer looks like an accountant. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Buddy Carlos, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went to high school with, with Rick Nielsen's middle son, uh, oh. Miles, Miles oh, Nielsen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't know him, but like, right. you know, I right. see him in the halls. So Rockford, um, Illinois is cheap trick. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. That's, They're yeah, royalty. All you, all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so you're there living with your family? I'm there living with my dad, family, yeah. Uh, siblings, you're the oldest, is that correct? Second, well, oldest okay. boy. So eldest there are three boy, boys, okay. two girls. I was the oldest boy, second oldest overall. So you're a yeah. rule follower. You like to please adults. Like absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was literally, I was a Boy Scout until I was sixteen. Oh, okay. um, yeah, uh, I could see that. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I was. Um, my wife actually makes fun of me. I, I am very much a rule follower, and you know, it, I'm like, it, it happens, I'm like, man. Yeah, it's, it's just like that. You know, it's like, well, my sister was two years older than me, and you know, she had all the fun. <laughs> like she, she got to do all the huh. rebelling and everything okay. like that. Yeah, you know? maybe firstborn um, girls don't uh, have that same right. that that same impulse. So right, anyway, so. anything. That she, you know, she got busted for my my parents were double guarded like oh, against okay. like you know like watching me for so um but that you know what that was fine I, I wasn't I wasn't super inclined to uh to get into too much trouble as a as a teen and you're so. playing music this whole time uh, yeah yeah I started you're playing everything I started playing I you know I didn't I I it was really only drums until. And until you know, well into my like twenties, I started picking up a guitar and messing around. This is like school um, band playing drums and doing uh, school band. Bands, yeah, but I mean, band. I started uh, you know, I I started playing I, I guess around like eleven. Um, uh, a really good friend of mine, his brother, his older brother, had a drum kit. And we were forbidden to like touch it. It was like one of those situations. But well, like like uh, step brothers, exactly like step brothers. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so I wanted a drum kit of my own, and of course, with five kids, you know, th- th- you know, there wasn't a whole lot of money, so there was no way I was getting a drum kit um, anytime soon, at least at that t- at that point. Right. Um, so my parents got me a practice pad, if you've okay. seen one of those, sure, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and a pair of drumsticks, nice. and I was and like, mushrooms. well, yeah, mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> pretend you have, imagine exactly. that there's a whole imagine, drum kit, yeah. imagine the double kick pedal, and yeah. You know, <laughs> No, and and at that time I was I was really so this was like late '80s, so I was really into you know late '80s threat like Metallica and 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 uh, Anthrax and Megadeth, just like uh, like basically anything that that my sister's boyfriends were like into. That's what I was like. Kind okay. Of, yeah, like I was I was kind of like wanting to be like those those big like long haired rocker. Dudes, right, you know? right, like, right. And I knew you know I I I knew I I wanted to be a musician and okay. I was always banging on stuff and and I seemed to have like you know a uh, an affinity somewhat uh, of a yeah. you know sense of rhythm mm-hmm. so like I, I you know I was really drawn to the drums early on and so I had this practice pad and you know I would play uh, this is how I learned how to play drums it was it was playing Metallica's and Justice for All over and over and over and just imagine like imagining the rest of my mattress was like this huge you know 10 piece drum kit and then the practice pad was the snare and then i just tap along on the floor with my feet and um you know at at one point i forget why this changed but like my friend's brother allowed us to practice 
you know, we were putting together this band and he let us practice in there and, and I got to play his kit. And, and I'm, now I'm not saying it was a good beat, but I was able to actually hit a beat like the first time I sat. First time you sat behind kit. So, the kit, you kind of. So uh, I, like, yeah. and I vividly remember that. So it was like kind of like a aha, like this, okay, this is going to work. Everything you know? that so, I imagined is actually, exactly, it seems like yeah. it could And it out. took some <laughs> research before I did that. I was like, I was like, what does a tom drum do? I thought like, uh-huh. I, I would think like tick, you know, like um, kick drum hits were like floor tom hits and like I just so I had to figure it out uh-huh. you know um, but but I did pretty quick and did uh, you do music at school though I did yeah um, as soon as uh, you know middle school hit okay. like you know I, I got into concert band and then like eighth grade you know you get into jazz band so you get to practice um, there yeah, so um, a decent music program at your school. At a, uh-huh. you know, I'd say, or? I'd say in like the my upperclassmen high school years, like they had a really good music program, mm-hmm. um, and you know before that it was fine. It was like you know nothing special, right? Um, it, it's funny. I'll, like I'll never forget this. Like one of my, uh, I think it was jazz band, and it was like one guy that like taught it all. It was you know I remember his name Marty McDaniel. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, he, like, I'll, I'll never forget this line. He stopped everybody and, and said, I don't know why he was picking on me because I wasn't really playing out of turn. I don't think, but, but he said, Jeff, one day you're going to, you're going to learn the difference between a drummer and a musician. <laughs> <laughs> So go to hell, Marty. <laughs> well, I would say that you did because when I hear you play, you 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 play like a musician. You don't play like somebody that's like, let me show you all the shit I know on drums. Well, like, I, let I really me, appreciate let that. Let me show you how this song is supposed to be played <laughs> on the drums. You know, let me play the song. So that's that's uh, to your I, credit, Well, that's a huge compliment. Renee, thank you so much. So, um, so you're saying when you were, I was going to ask you what were your favorite bands at, at that time that you were influenced by. So it's a lot of uh, metal stuff. Yeah. So like a lot, everything metal, everything metal. Okay. Early on, early on, and then, um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I turned a corner into, you know, just more like you know rock stuff. You know, yeah. Just, um, Going back, now, getting into the Led Zeppelin catalog, exactly. And all that. Yeah, 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 like like finding you know like figuring out all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, so I was. Did you I, have a mullet? I did. Yeah, <laughs> good I did. call, man. Yeah, yeah, you bet, you bet. And I mean, you know, keep in mind, I was, I was what, I was like 15 when Nirvana's Nevermind came out. Okay. So I was oh like, God, you're how old? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I like, turned 46. Like my this sister's year. age. My, I was like on my fifth year of a heroin addiction <laughs> when Nirvana came out, man. So, Jesus. so that was kid. So, so I, was he. Yeah. <laughs> So I, 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 I did kind of fall into that. So it went like from metal into, you know, a, a brief grunge thing. Yeah. But luckily the grunge thing was very short lived and I, I, I For met all of some, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. And I met some really great friends in high school. I think like turning into like my junior year that were really into like more like indie rock stuff, yeah. p- like punk stuff that like I hadn't, cause up until then, like I, like punk stuff that I'd gotten into was like pretty like I like misfits um, but that was just because Metallica covered the misfits a lot uh-huh, you know right. so it's like I wanted to check them out and then uh, I was a big Dead Kennedys fan in, okay. uh, you know in my teenage years and and, and uh, all through high school um, but I mean I, I didn't really like I guess like I knew the clash but I didn't really get into like all that other stuff until right. 
um, late teens, like uh, once I was out of high school. But I, but indie rock hit me like way hard. Like you know, all of these. Uh, you well, know, the '90s were uh, a good decade. They for all that. Yeah, stuff. Absolutely, you had really Fugazi. Good. You had yeah. you know, you had, you had Jawbreaker. Band. And if you're still uh, in like, this, the in Illinois, Chicago, uh, indie scene, you could huge. do a lot worse. Yeah, you yeah, could yeah. do a lot worse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, yeah, the bands like that, like. Um, well, Captain Jazz was a was a big one, um, but you, you know you had like uh, Big Black and and Shellac and you know like the right. Albini, um, right? You know uh, stuff, and then not too far up north, you know. Um, I mean, it, this was like before my time, but it was still kind of like a thing. But like Husker Du and stuff like that mm-hmm. was, you know. Um, well, you had the whole Madison scene, you know. You had all that stuff, garbage, Ma- or, you know, or you know, you know. One, uh, exactly. And one of the one of the, you know, right. One other good thing about Rockford was that it was only an hour's drive away from Madison. Okay. So that was that was just an easy kind of day trip if you're 16 and you just want to get the hell out. Right. Um, and you often did. You know, you could go to a really nice city. Yeah, that's a know. cool town. Yeah, it's yeah. a really cool right. town. You Where know? is Langford? Langford from uh, oh from Roseanne yeah I don't think it exists no it does does it it does okay it's probably it's probably in the middle I don't know okay but I don't yeah I don't know I I just figured it was like that 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 made up John Hughes suburb of Chicago that like but I mean I'll I'll take your word for it no it does exist I think it's more closer to Iowa than anything. hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm not yeah, exactly maybe. 100% maybe. Sure. Yeah, we were uh, so Rafford's almost on the border of Wisconsin. So okay, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Well, you know, not to to stop you, but hold on, because uh, speaking of the middle, we're about in the middle of the show. Believe uh-huh. it or yeah. not, it's flying okay. by. So uh, let's, uh, Manny. Why don't you tell the people? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, we always take a break. I'm sure you've listened to the show. We're going to take a break, and the troubled nation knows what to do. We're going to fill our libations up, refill them. And maybe uh, take a shroom or two. Sure. And <laughs> Why not? we'll be right back. And blowing rain Where masquerades There's no shade Or respire From the sun In Temple Park Like
And we're back. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coleman. Back with our guest, Mr. Jeff Massey. Hello. Now, all right, Jeff, I like it. Uh, now, uh, <laughs> now, you have listened to some of the, our, our shows, so so you you know about our history with sponsors. It's a bit of a checkered history, <laughs> and uh, yeah. these days, for the longest time, we've been uh, strictly a listener-supported operation. Yep. Find it, it, we like to, to keep out the middleman. You know, so it's like we're talking to the people. The people are buying us drinks. It's uh, just a two-way street, back and forth. You know, it's uh, are they buying the, us batteries? They're buying batteries. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're okay. they're buying. They're they're paying. Batteries for go out so quick. they do. They do. In fact, this one I'm I'm keeping an eye on it because I, I have another okay. set. If I have to uh, rotate oh, them in, hopefully they're going to hang on here. Yeah. Batteries, uh, uh, cocktails, notebooks, uh, hosting services. Uh, the, it goes on and on. The, the hookers, hookers. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, no mushrooms, dose, mushrooms, yeah, flaca, yeah. flaca, yeah. The <laughs> list is 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 long, and uh, so adult uh, diapers, adult diapers. Uh, so so to that I'm end, sixty now, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so we know we know, need all the help we can get, and and we do have uh, the uh, Venmo and PayPal links. Yes, you know uh, Venmo for the young people, Ven- PayPal for the older folks. You know, you bet. And uh, or you know you can use either one, and those are in the the show notes of every show, and also in the the Facebook page, the pinned posts, and I usually put them in all the the, the show posts there. And uh, you know, so so support the podcast if you're listening to it, enjoying it. You know. Uh, you know, buy Manny a cocktail. We also have the uh, the Patreon page. Ran into one of our patrons, Hirsch Katzen. Shout out to Hirsch. Ran into him at a, at, a, at my uh, my gig. I uh, played uh, with Loose Cattle there. At, uh, had a big Loose Cattle review over at uh, 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 the Broadside on Sunday, and ran into Hirsch. But uh, so you know, the the Patreon page takes all the guesswork out of supporting the podcast. You know, it just makes it automatic. Just like these shows are coming out. They're supporting us. Uh, besides that, we have the Trouble Men podcast T-shirts that uh, you know available and and also tank tops available in several colors and all the sizes, men and women's. What uh, about hats? hats? We don't have hats yet. I could I could uh, I could splur. You know I could I could arrange that. We have to do people because the holidays are coming. People up. have asked about some uh, some Trouble Men podcast G strings, perhaps. You know, <laughs> I could see um, the hats. Hats, yeah, yeah. yeah. hats yeah. and a G string. Uh, that could be like. You know, I don't know. Yeah, something. It's a Mardi Gras costume yeah, for yeah. somebody. Right, right. So let me give you a Trouble Men podcast sticker there, Thank Jeff. You. Uh, Thank sometimes you. I forget, but now I'm remembering. I got to get a t-shirt, too. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, also, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. Give us five stars. Cost you nothing. Helps us a lot. Um, and what sharing, else? sharing, sharing yes. is a big thing. Share, yes, uh, comment share on, the, it, on the post. Share it, then with, more people will see it. Right, right, right. And if they share it, and so on and so on, it's yeah. like a big Kelgon commercial. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, and uh, and and do a little plug here. A happy Talk Band has a, their next show November fourth uh, coming up. I think it's like the day after this show comes out, or two days. It's y'all you know, playing at. Uh, P Rogues Whiskey ba- Whiskey Bayou down there in Araby. Yep, yep, it's right across the street from Zeitgeist. Indeed, yeah, yeah. indeed. All right, so it's a, it's a little hotbed down there, right in the parish line, oh, yeah, Saint Bernard yeah. Parish, we, yeah. Orleans and Saint Bernard. So. Yeah, we we do a uh, well, except for the summertime, we do like a monthly kind of like 
recurring tri- like every first Saturday. And you've we, seen we me out to. there a lot. It's one of the one yeah. of the local gigs I will go to I if have. I'm off because yes, it's absolutely. very pleasant. It's I'll fun. often yeah. run into uh, other people there. Sometimes there'll be like the whole Malavitas band there oh, yeah. watching, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, as I get to hang out with uh, Rob and his lovely wife, yeah. uh, who I go back way back with. And uh, so anyway, that's going on November fourth. Happy talk. Uh, band with Luke Allen. You can see uh, our guest Jeff Massey playing. Uh, that's that's probably enough of that. So uh, back to our guest Jeff Massey, and uh, we're talking about you're still in in uh, Rockford, but uh, you don't stay in Rockford. You no. uh, you go to college. You spend a lot of time. First, you go to film school, and right, and, right. Uh, well, we can skate over some of this because we don't want to get <laughs> we want to get to you in yeah, New well, Orleans. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get to New Orleans. Bands the whole time here. Yeah, right? I'll try exactly. So the whole time from I'd say from age 15 on, I'm I'm in a band. I'm I'm playing in bands, and and yeah, after Rockford, uh, like I'm trying to get to Chicago as soon Girls as girls are swarming you, know. you the whole. Oh, time. Oh, yeah, Good-looking no. boy. Uh, yeah, uh, now, when, when do you get your first drum kit, though? Um, like actually, I got that. You no, know, my parents actually did get me a used kit. Like, oh god, I think I was fifteen or sixteen. Okay, um, probably fifteen. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a neighbor, you know, like down the block. It was this old sonar kit. Um, I, I, I honestly didn't appreciate it at the time, but but now I would love to have that kit. Now it was like orange fiberglass, sparkly, like uh-huh, you right. know. Um, but uh, yeah, that was my first kit. I I actually spray painted it white, you know, for <laughs> some fucking reason. I don't know. You were a teenager <laughs> because of an idiot. Um, I also spray painted my my VW Beetle royal blue. So, oh wow! Um, okay, yeah, you're uh, you're handy with a, with a can of spray paint. Not, huh? not if you saw these uh, spray paint jobs. No, not so um, handy. Uh, so that was first drum kit, and um, so yeah, playing in bands. Um, uh, got to Chicago, and pretty much soon after, I, I actually hooked up with a longtime collaborator and very close friend Brent Larson, uh, who uh, also from Rockford and was in a, a long-running Rockford band um, and then Chicago band called Scary Monsters. And when they disbanded. He was in Chicago starting up a new band called The Motion, and uh, it was a three-piece kind of like fuzz rock, like psychedelic inspired, mm, okay. like you know, just full-on rock band. Um, I was a big fan of his uh, in general, so I I jumped at the chance really to to do anything with him, and mm-hmm. and and this went on for you know. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be terrible with the dates here. Um, uh, uh, better matter. part of a decade. Yeah. Okay. So right. um, until I moved to L.A. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, now, why did you go to L.A.? I'm curious about that. You know what? We, my, my wife and I were just, you know, we're ready for a change. You've been with your wife for a long time? Uh, yeah, yeah. High yeah. school sweethearts? No, but we've been together 20 years this December, oh, actually. Okay. Yeah, we're, nice. yeah, we're, we're going to, yeah, yeah, we're going to so go to Puerto Rico. what year did you go to L.A.? Sober. What year? Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I wrote this down, it's and now I'm going to forget it. something. I can tell you, 2010 to 2012. Thank you, yes. <laughs> 2010 to 2012. Um, you lived in Los Feliz, huh? I did. Yeah, I was on Griffith Park Boulevard. Oh, um, that's yeah, a fun over area, by the yeah. Rowena Reservoir. Yeah, I'm from Los yeah, yeah, I know you are. That's why. Yeah, know, so great place. You know, yeah. great part of the city. 
Um, I, you know, an, another thing, like my first drum kit, didn't appreciate it at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was just really homesick for Chicago, and now I now I really miss all the great things about LA and and about Southern California in general. You know, like the 360 mountain vista. The, you know, like yeah. well, not, maybe not 360 because there is an ocean there somewhere. <laughs> so you're uh, there. You're there in Los Feliz in 2010. Yeah. It's pretty central to Hollywood and all the clubs and sure. all that. But yeah. I'm not playing at all. You're not playing at all. Just hustling all. your ass on the street to <laughs> make ends meet. I don't know. You know, it, it was. You know, we went out there just. We we needed to kind of shake things up, like. Um, you know, we were. Uh, you know, we were trying to have a kid, and and we were. You know. Um, like there was like like I got like a, a job offer out there. Like my wife got a, a cool job offer out there. She has you know, uh, we had really good friends out there. Like a couple friend that you know, and and we just like I hadn't lived anywhere else, and my wife had, mm-hmm. and so she she was um, the broad near vested exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's it's kudos to her. Like you know, and I'm I'm grateful that like she kind of got me out of. You know, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I figured I was gonna die in Chicago. You yeah, know? it's like, and I still love it. It's like, you right. know, it's it's still it's very you know, cold, very much kind yeah. of a home to me. You know, okay. for sure. Um, but it is very cold. Yeah. It's very cold. Um, <laughs> so you're in L.A. You don't play any music. You don't no, play, nothing. No. You just go um, there for a change. Yeah, I didn't know anybody to play with, right. and, and L.A. is a little bit tougher to, or it was well, at the time. Well, it's such a huge city. It's huge. It's Unless huge. you start. Unless you know someone, exactly. Just like, exactly. Unless you know someone, yeah. you're not really gonna. Unless you start, unless you're hanging out in front of all the clubs. And yeah. Stuff and say, yeah. Hey, I'm a drummer. Yeah. You know that exactly. Kind of stuff. And um, if you're out in Los Feliz, it's a little. You know, it's. A, you ever go to the Dresden Room? Um. Did I ever go? Uh, yeah, I think I went there once. Yeah. yeah. Marty yeah. and Elaine. Yeah. 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 I, I, I went there. Yeah. Oh, I remember yeah, Marty yeah, and Elaine. Yeah. 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 Um, oh yeah, that was. You ever go to Alvarado Street too. while yeah, you're out there? <laughs> Al- Alvarado Street. Alvarado. Yeah. Alvarado Street. Yeah, yeah. by the, the Pioneer pa- Chicken yeah. Stand. <laughs> I don't know. MacArthur <laughs> Park. Tar heroin. <laughs> no. Is this sounding familiar at all? Yeah, nothing. No. Essay, 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 and they, they pat their arm. <laughs> exactly. um, I, you know, kind of went the other way, Manny, actually, because oh, okay. I spent most of my time, um, or at least like half of the time, in church, driving back and forth to uh, essentially Beverly Hills because uh, that's where my wife's uh, OB was. Oh, okay. Um, so we, because our son was born out there. Oh. Yeah, he was, he was born in Cedars. Um, Caesar Sinai, right? Caesar Sinai, yeah. yeah. Um, and my my wife's OB was was out in uh, Beverly Hills. So and and as you know, there's no good way to get from Los Feliz yeah. to Beverly well, Hills. So yeah. you know, it, it used was, to be like back in the '80s. Used to be everything in LA was 20 minutes away. Yeah, I mean Hollywood to the beach, sure. downtown to Hollywood, from your apartment to the corner liquor store was yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> everything was 20 minutes. Now my friends tell me everything's about an hour and 15 minutes. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. 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 Any way you yeah. want to go. But that's a kind of a trek. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cedar yeah. sinai In fact, uh, uh, I, I went there to their emergency room because I lived on Melrose and Doheny for okay. years. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Above an art gallery. And I was working on a Red Hot Chili Peppers video. Cool. Um, and I was the location manager. And I was bringing some of the... R- film to a uh, a lab 
And some guy ran the red and knocked me unconscious. Mm. I broke Oof. my jaw. I had glass oh, in Jesus. the back of my head. Oh, wow. And I was wired shut for three months. But I had to go to Cedar Sinai to get all these shards of glass out of my wow. head. Wow, wow. And I was there for like an hour. They're just pulling glass out of my head. And the funniest thing is about a week later, my jaw's wired shut. You know, my whole life has just changed. Yeah. And I'm in the shower, and I'm rubbing my head, Ooh. and I feel this... Ah, oh, what the fuck's that? <laughs> you know, oh. they, like they didn't two, get it all. They didn't get it all out. It's <laughs> <laughs> still a big chunk of glass in oh, your no. skull. Yeah. So, oh, no. fortunately, I walked. My car was destroyed, so yeah. I had to walk back to Cedars, which was pretty close. Yeah. It's about a half a mile walk. And I go back to the emergency room. I go, "You remember me?" <laughs> and they go, uh, "No, no." I said, "I was here. And you forgot to get some glass out of my head." I would think that'd be more like just get the vacuum out, like and and just run it. Well, you, you would know? think, you know, yeah, you would you know, think something. Yeah, but, but it was the funniest. piece that was really stuck in there. Yeah, man, well, you know, mm. you know, if you get a dice this is what I had a lot more hair though too. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, harder to get to. So, so yeah, it's a great hospital. All the, oh yeah, all the really big nice time stuff. guys have died there. We yeah. Yeah. we we had a wonderful experience there. Um, you know, had our had our son there, and um, shortly after that, we headed back to Chicago. So uh, essentially, on you paper, went there for the Medicaid. we just we went there. For the, <laughs> we went there for the uh, oh well, you get really great parental leave in California. Yeah, so, yeah, baby. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was I, I had like six weeks off. You know, when, <laughs> no, it was, I'm not kidding. It was it was crazy. It was it was really great, uh, and then. Um, no, the, once we once we had a kid, you know, it was you know we had to get back to like some larger network of people that we knew, and right. and, and we were you know we were both homesick for Chicago, I think, um, and uh, and and job stuff came up to draw us back there. You start there. playing again back. In Chicago. I get back and, and yeah, I start playing. You know, Brent and I pick it up again. Um, it's you know it's it's uh, you know different projects. I think I'd mentioned like at one point we did like a two man thrash metal like right. throwback project right. stuff like that. Um, but then you know after a couple years back in Chicago, um, we you know you know we didn't really have any family around. Um, like immediately, like in in Chicago to to help us. I mean, I, I had I had family in Rockford, which was great. Like my sister and and brother were still there, and and my mom actually at the time. Um, You're still looking and, for something else. Uh, yeah. Well, we wanted to get closer. We we wanted to kind of get into a situation where like we had family like really close by, like because okay. because my son was so young, at, like right. He was like two years old at, mm. at that point. So we actually moved south. We moved to Tallahassee, Florida. Um, which Ooh. is actually where my wife is from, where she grew up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, we're um, in the state, right? Yeah, well, another blue bubble, kind of like how, you know, like we are here, you know, where oh, that, Tallahassee it, is? Yeah, it's that blue oh, dot okay. in a very, you know, red, red state, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and we were there for almost three years, really, mm -hmm. you know, and um, and it was it was actually really great. It was the best thing for our son. He like he's got two, he he's got um, three cousins actually um, that he's very close to in age and just very close to in general. So okay. and he's got grandparents there that you know. Oh, nice. So anyway, it was it was really it was great for him to be there. Um, great for us to be you know around family and then. Nice. Um, well, the funny thing, j just to back up a, a quick second, when when I first met my wife in Chicago, we first got together, and I, I was I was pretty much like, as I mentioned, I was like Chicago guy for life. I'm mm -hmm. like, why would I move? It's my town, and um, she was telling me about New Orleans. I had never been, 
And so shortly, I don't know, like a handful of months into our relationship, she brought me down here for the first time, and it was August 1st. Okay. And Good time and it to was, come. And it was like a long weekend. No, but I'll, I'll tell you, I still I fell in love with this city like, oh. right away. Okay. And we got back, and I immediately, I was like, I was like, all right, there. That's where I'd move. Like, really? I, that's where else I'd you live You were convinced in that quickly. Yeah. All right. And, so what uh, do you mean by August 1st? Was that it was like the weekend of August 1st. I just oh, remember that it happened so maybe to be. a hurricane weekend. No, no. Well, it's just usually like it would be very hot then. Very exactly. Dead, you know, yeah. not the most attractive time to be in New right. Orleans. And but, I mean, we, but it's still. You you still you could I, see the yeah the, I got it I got yeah, it right away yeah. and we, it's so much so that we made a, a a pretty solid plan to move down here oh, okay and um you know we weren't engaged yet now I, I had this big proposal plan for like a trip we were taking down here around her birthday her birthday's in September and uh, we'll you know uh, we you know had a B and B not an Airbnb it was an actual right, right, if you remember right. actual B and B uh, all set up and, and ready to go. I had the ring. I had my big grandiose plan. We had all kinds of things booked and, and everything. And that was 2005. So, Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. <laughs> Katrina. Uh, yeah, Katrina, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, obviously, that, you know, we we ended up going to Cancun for the proposal and okay. birthday thing. But uh, anyway. It all worked out. It, she it, said yes. It, okay. She said yes, but yeah. our plan to move down there got you know, uh, backburnered, right? Um, until we, you know, we're in we're in Florida, we're in Tallahassee, and um, you know, as as nice as it is there, with with you know, and, and it is, it's a nice town to grow up in. You know, it's really pretty there, very green, northern okay. Florida. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, we had we had good friends there. I actually had a band going there that I, I really enjoyed, and and being around the family was really great. But you know, uh, we were. You, you know, get a little antsy. You know, there's mm-hmm. not a ton going on. You know, sure. there, you know, and and uh, and we always wanted to get to New Orleans. That okay. was always the ultimate goal. And um, you know, Rachel, my wife, she she got a uh, job offer from uh, UNO, oh, and right on. Uh, it it worked. And I was working remotely already. You know, with with the law firm that I work for, and. Um, so I could, you know, move there, and, okay. she, and, and and it worked out. Like, and we were able to move to New Orleans, and that was 2017. Right so, on. Yeah, kind of bring bring us back yeah, full yeah, circle yeah. to back like to, the you to, know to you yeah. you going to bricolage and meeting uh, to, Luke Allen. Luke and then, Allen, uh, yeah. You know, um, entree. So okay, so you so so you're back in New Orleans. You establish yourself here. You you meet. You know, you're playing with with. Uh, Happy Talk Band. Uh-huh. Now, uh-huh. now after a few years, you you uh, you, you meet the you already met Rob Cambray from from uh, Malavitas. Yes. Uh, they at some point you start playing with Malavitas, yep. Uh, yep. and then like COVID happens, and then I don't know you don't play with Malavitas right. for a while, and Carlo starts playing, and, uh, yeah. and then Carlo passes away yeah, and then yeah. you start playing again in Malavitas. Yep, you got it. You got it. Yeah, the 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 short version is yeah, uh, I I got to know Rob the you know within the first year of, of living here. Um, and when you know a- after about a year that's when Mike Antropont left for New York mm-hmm. and he was in both Malavitas and Happy Talk. Okay. So Luke gave me the Happy Talk gig like pretty much right away and it stuck, you know, and, and right. he stuck with me. And then um, shortly after, the Malavitas guys reached out and they were like, "Like, hey, like we we've, we've got a couple gigs. Like, like come in and and let's try this out. Let's see if it works out." Because mm-hmm. I had you know 
let them know that I was very interested. And, and um, there was rumblings that like maybe Mike would would come back, like like from oh. New York. So like at first, I was kind of like more like hired gun, you, you know. Um, you know, I mean, like it's not like there was ever a ceremony like you are now. In the right, back, right, know, it's right. Like, sure. Um, but yeah, I'd say within like towards the end of the year, it was kind of like like a done deal. Like, you're the drummer. Like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. the drummer. Right. You know, and and I got the nod, and it was a big deal for me. You know, I was uh, you know, yeah, it was a like cool huge, band. Yeah. huge fan of that band. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, uh, just as I was with Happy Talk. Tiana before. is such a great oh my God. person. Yeah. <laughs> she's getting she's yeah. getting better and better There's too. Nobody with, with nobody like her. her no, own, yeah, nobody like her. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that unique you know artistry that that. Right. Um, visual, uh, vis- vision and visual talent and performer. Um, you know, yeah, for sure. yeah, um, she understands. Yeah, abs- yeah, yeah great performer. Yep. Um, and uh, and Rob Cambry. I mean, yeah. Great well, musician. I mean, at one point, I was playing with both Rob Cambry and Alex McMurray, who I like. I have to say, I, I think are the two best guitarists in the city. I like, love both the, the, the um, way both those guys. Play, you know, yeah. or at least they were my two favorite guitarists. Sure, in the yeah. City, no, you know, I, and I, I love um, playing with Alex. And so love how I, like I've said so many times. I still say like to this day, like I'm the luckiest musician in New Orleans. Because okay. um, I well, no, I came to this town as like yeah, this you know as described this this metal gone grunge gone indie rock uh-huh. gone, you know, outsider like, outsider drummer who like who, like who the hell am i you know and all like all of a sudden i get to join two like well-established bands in new orleans that i love two of my you know? favorite bands uh, yeah you yeah, know yeah. um living the dream right right so right. so yes then COVID hits and you know obviously everything shuts down mm. and and it's kind of halfway through lockdown. We start seeing the faint light at the end of the tunnel, right? Where like things are like one thing's going to open up again, another thing's going. And so I kind of see on the horizon, like, all right, things are going to start slowly getting back to normal. Shows are going to start happening. I don't like, and uh, like I don't know something. You know, like what hit me was like, like I've got to. I, I think I have to streamline. I like okay. I. I I, I don't want to do too much. When Pair we down get, my obligation because yeah. you're still working a, a day exactly, job. Yeah, you know, totally. you're still raising yeah. your child. Uh, so still trying to stay married. Exactly. Stuff, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I, you know, I met with the Malavitas guys, and I mean, obviously, nothing was going on. Nothing was booked. So I was like, like, I'm just gonna take this opportunity and just like, when things start back up again, I like, I think I've got to bow out. You know. Oh, okay. And. Um, and they they got it. They understood, sure. you know. And, and it wasn't like goodbye, you know. And or you're a stand up like guy to even you say know. that to well, be honest. Like you know, I don't want to string yeah. you guys along. Uh, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I just I, I right. yeah I I uh, I've never you know I've never wanted to impede that band. Obviously, I mean I, right, I, I right. love that band. And then uh, you know, I mean they got stuck with Carla Nuccio after me. You know, so I mean you know I I guess I guess if you've got to replace you know Jeff Massey like <laughs> like I guess I guess. <laughs> Carlo's okay. Right, no. right. Bringing the big guns. Um, no, no. I mean, that's crazy. Like, you're I mean, being uh, facetious, uh, of course. I am, you're of being course, being very uh, facetious. The great Carlo Nuccio. Um, uh, unfortunately, I never got to see them play with him. Huh? Because okay. there was always a conflict. You right, know? right. Well, yeah. Um, yeah it, it, well, the the funny not, thing, yeah. even at Lesseps Fest, when Happy Talk was playing, Malavitas was playing. So I didn't even get to go over and, and um, uh, see them then. Right. But uh, anyway, um, no. Uh, but that was a great fit. 
you know, and then uh, and then of course, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, Carlo, uh, his health, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, got, got worse right, and worse right, right, and, and right. failed. And so they started calling me just for fill-in gigs. You uh-huh. know, um, at first it was just like a surgery was scheduled. So like, can you be kind of on call and and jump in? And then it was like, well, he can't really make this one. Can you jump in? And you know, I was more than happy to do that. You right. know, and um, it's more and of so, a stopgap measure. Yeah, and so I started doing that more and more. And then at that time, that's when I met Dan Burden um, from Early Day Miners and Marty Sprawls, who is those two are like the, the core members of that band. Okay, and Early Day Miners is a um, well started yeah, tell in us the about mi- that band. yeah started in the Midwest. Like the, you know, it's um, two guys that that went to uh, uh, IU. You know, up in Bloomington, and, and, and saw a cheap trick. Uh, I'm as sure teenagers, maybe you know, <laughs> but they didn't grow up there. I mean, Dan grew up, I think, in Mobile, and okay. Marty. I I want to. I'm going to get this wrong. Maybe Louisville, or around. Like, mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, they they were both up there playing in different bands and and um, recording each other's bands and and or Dan was and and whatnot and. Um, and uh, you know, they they started up this. And this, what kind of bag uh, is that? What's, uh, um, that's early day miners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how to how to describe? Um, <laughs> you know, I like the first word that comes to mind is like the, the filmic Midwestern, like indie rock, like that. You know, like just like landscape inspired, like filmscape inspired. You know, um, really dynamic, like kind of kind of controlled, but all over the place. You know. Um, you know, uh, different shades of indie rock. I mean, like okay. or post rock or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of like, kind of one of the 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 reasons I love being in that band is it's really hard to pinpoint for okay. me, like to to really kind of describe it in terms of, um, you know, like influence and and stuff like that. So, okay. but it, but it was it was, you know, it, it's definitely like that that kind of band that back in the day like we kind of mentioned like Chicago indie rock bands going on like the kind of band that that I always wanted to be in okay. that, that I kind of had aspired to be in mm-hmm. um, probably didn't at the time think I had like the the chops or the you know whatever the likability to be, like, be in a band like that I don't know um, I've I've, I've uh, you know I've always had with with, with self esteem. I I do. Yeah, I I do. You know, um, I still do. Don't we all? (laughs) Not not Manny, but um, the rest of us. But uh, I mean, like huge body of work. They've put out like seven LPs and like two EPs, like over the years. Um, And now they're based out of New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. um, I I think Dan went to LSU um, for landscape architecture and. uh, you know, he kind of settled down here and uh, then like he and Marty were kind of doing like long distance banding, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. um, like they'd, they'd kick off tours from either up there or down here and okay. with, with different incarnations of, of band members throughout the years. Um, and um, fast forward, I guess, to like uh, pandemic lockdown, um, you know, he, oh, and eventually Marty moved down here, you know, okay. um, so it's pandemic, it's lockdown. He and Marty, Dan and Marty, they're uh, they're setting out to write and record a new record, mm-hmm. um, which they do. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure how long it took. Um, I think it's been exaggerated, like <laughs> like up to three years. But I, I think okay. <laughs> um, I don't think it actually took that long. Um, but it's uh, you know kind of the first thing they've done uh, probably since like 2019. 
Um, and so they were getting ready to tour it with like other musicians and then, you know, lockdown happened. Then they were, or, uh, actually reversed that. I think they were getting ready to tour and then that, you know, kind of got shut down. So they recorded this album and they wanted to kind of get things back going, like start playing live again, get a, you know, get a full band back together. And Dan and I met, uh, we actually met in a Lowe's um, in a checkout line because he noticed I was wearing a shirt from another Midwestern band that was, you know, somewhat obscure. And he thought you looked like a rock guy. He, he thought I looked <laughs> like a rock guy. So we started talking about this, this band, Red Red Meat, that I was wearing the t-shirt oh, for. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, both of us are huge fans. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, we had like the quickest conversation about Red Red Meat in the history. All right, kids, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, uh, a good... Uh, uh, tip right there, you know. <laughs> if you're if you're looking to get in a band, wear a, a t-shirt of, of a rock band that you that you would represents what you would like to uh, be involved in. You can't miss doing that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you just can't miss advertising. Yeah. 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 So um, so, so you anyway, get in this band, right? Yeah. Well, and it was it was uh, a few months later. Actually, actually, it was the night of Carlos's last show ever with oh, wow. Alex. Oh, okay. Um, at BJ's. Bar. Oh, it was BJ's. at BJ's, okay, yeah. Right. And uh, I'm. it's the end of the night. I'm, I'm standing around and uh, and Dan comes up to me and he and I'm I'm wearing the shirt again. Okay. You know the red red meat shirt and he. Well, you only have three shirts. Exactly. So yeah, and and I don't have a washing machine, so um, he comes up to me, starts talking about it, and and it takes me a second. I'm like, oh, this is the guy from Lowe's. You uh -huh. know, it's like, um, so so we have a longer conversation now, and we're we're talking about like other bands like that, and it it comes up that 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 I play, and then he's like, oh, like you know, like I it just so happens I'm uh, you know looking for you know uh, uh, you know some musicians to uh, get this thing going again, and um, shortly after that we got together and uh, started uh, started playing you know like me him and Marty, and then shortly after that our bass player Matt Sklar, who uh, came to us from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, um, okay. I, I think uh, coming up on two years now. Um, uh, he, uh, you know, he started playing with us, and the four of us just clicked so incredibly right away. Uh, nice. So, what are you buying at Lowe's? Paint, <laughs> fertilizer, uh, nails, no. plastic tubing. Maybe yeah. well, no. Uh, what do, uh, like I always, you know what Plastic I always, bags. I always rebuy tools that I think I don't have. Like you can't find, <laughs> I can't yeah, find a set of calipers. Exa or something, exactly, yeah. Yeah, like, it's always something like, some, like uh, plier like points you know? gauges. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I think like I need this. I don't think I have this. Gapping, uh, <laughs> right? No. Or it's like I don't think I have it, or I don't want to look for it. That's so, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> easier to buy. It's only yeah. five dollars. It's so yeah, terrible. So terrible. But yeah. Um, well, I don't remember what I was buying that day, but um, uh, anyway, that was uh, God. That was like almost exactly a year ago. Okay. Um, so, so the band keeps gaining momentum. Uh, the they have a, a record in the can already, uh, and yep. and uh, so so now they have a solid band with you on drums, and you guys get label interest from uh, again a, a mystery label on the West <laughs> right. Coast. It'll be uh, we're saving it for the big reveal at some point. Follow on uh, the socials, you'll there, find there out. There you go. Yeah, right. Sinai Records. <laughs> Cedars. Cedars Records. Caesar Sinai Records. 
Los Feliz Records. Um, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and uh, well, it, it, it took a minute for, for the label interest to it. And, like, it, you know, Dan, Dan did a lot of hustling around. He, he sure. you know, wrote a lot of emails, um, put, put a lot of packages together, I'm sure. Right, you right. Know? So, um, so, but these guys uh, are very excited about signing oh you my guys. God. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and we're so excited. Um, and and the record's coming out sometime uh, in the next year or something. Yeah, I, I, next early year. next year, I believe. Okay. Yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah. So and then we're 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 already looking at tour dates for the spring of okay. 2024. Early gonna, day miners. Early day miners. Um, hit, like all over the place. We're going. We're going up and down. Like we're going uh, like up north to the east and to the west um it's it's gonna be it's you gonna ready be to go exciting. sleep on some people's floors again absolutely okay. that never gets old that never ever <laughs> well, gets it old. does but okay yeah it does i'm you know uh you gotta tell yourself that it never gets old sure yeah. sure sure, um, sure at least nobody's sleeping in the van i don't think so um uh, I don't you used to have to do in the van you used to, that kind of used to be the thing <laughs> as long you, as you, i'm the only one in the van right okay, but you, you had know. to have somebody sleep in the van in case you know somebody was trying to break in there you, you know? go so um didn't really work that well in the colder months of, of touring. But yeah, like no, the no. first band I toured with had the like we, we actually built, you know, I don't know if have you ever had that loft in the oh, band? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Like like pretty awesome. I um, the iguanas like took out the the first bench. Oh yeah. The, yeah. And, exactly. and then you build yeah. a slab on the on the, the floor that has storage underneath it and you put two uh, uh, like foam things like a uh, mattress kind of deals yep. from uh, yep. from Walmart and you sleep right next to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yep, pretty much. I don't never did That's, that. I would just You're not find, missing anything. Well, no, I, yeah. I would just find a girl, go back to her place. There you go. That is Yeah, that's uh that's a that's a popular choice as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So So you guys are going to put this record out and go hit the road. We're hit, and we've already gone out a couple times nice. some long weekend stints um, you know, and and things are getting busy and now I'm in these three bands um, because uh, you know like as you know after Carlo passed um, you know it just kind of became more and more apparent that like like I there, there wasn't really much of a you know they, they weren't taking from a pool of drummers they they just had kind of said it like they were just wanting me to play Sorry about um, Malavitas Malavitas sorry okay. yes um, which um, was again like huge honor that I you know I've so I've you're still playing to play with, with them. I'm still yeah I was okay, still playing right with on. them cool and I love you start, with that band. I love the way you sound. Well, thank you. you know, thank uh, you. I love thank the way you. you play with that band. Thank you. Um, well, you know I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, did Carlo borrow money from you? He didn't. No. Oh, he okay. borrowed symbols from me, though. Oh, he borrowed. Yeah. Did he ever give them back? He did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he only never because gave you back I. the money. <laughs> Uh, I, I guess he missed out on that one. So yeah, well, yeah. I know Carlos since the early '90s. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he he owes me lots of money. <laughs> he, he he won though. You see, he did. Yeah, he <laughs> he, he made it. He, he won. He the made game. Well, no, yeah. I, I've been calling his ex-wife. She doesn't answer the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave so the poor girl alone. Um, so it's getting busy, you know, it's nice. you know, like three, three. And at first I, uh, that's how I felt at first. I was like, I was like, wow, this is what a thrill. It's like every right. weekend I've got a gig. It's like every, like, 
And and that like that's kind of like the beginning of the year. You know, you're going into Mardi Gras, and then you're coming out of Mardi Gras, and then it's festival season. And then by April, I saw my calendar, and I saw like what like kind of was ahead, and I just saw that repeating. It's not and sustainable. Was like, I, it's not sustainable, right. unfortunately, and and it killed me to kind of make that call. And okay. um, I actually like even before uh, like I'll, like April was the big one. Like that was like it right. was like jam packed. Um, but even a month before that, I kind of saw that coming, and I was like, "I, I think I've got to, I think I've got to make a, you know, like a change here." Like, all right, Jeff, um, making the hard call, yeah, making see, the hard call. See, because I would know? never do yeah. that. What I would do, I'd put somebody else in a position where <laughs> yeah. they would have to ax me. Ah. You know, that's how I do shit. <laughs> oh, I should have, I should have done that. I should have done that. Um, no, I, uh, I, and I went back and forth. Actually, my my wife was, uh, you know, she she talked me down off the ledge, like yeah. like probably like an early oh, March. Work like, out, Jeff. Yeah, no, uh, no she was. Out. Yeah, yeah, she was. Um, but I mean, she got it too. Like right, you know, right. and and I, I was, I was like, no, you know you don't what? Yeah, leave gonna, those guys hanging. Yeah, yeah, I don't. And you're, and also, I don't want to. Generous not, guy, I can see you're a thoughtful guy. And you're I don't want to not. Play, yeah, and I don't want to not play with it. Like it doesn't right. feel good to not be in Malavitas today. Like it, you, like I'm telling you, you know. Right, right. Um, but I saw them recently with the new guy, oh, and oh, the good yeah, news okay. is he's good. He's right. he's really good. He's right, really well, great, really good. Great, um, yeah, yeah. No, the it good was, news would be if he sucked. Yeah, and then you could take back your gig. <laughs> well, but then I'd be trying to pass the torch. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, it was it was weird to see them uh, again as uh, an audience member. Yeah, hadn't that hadn't happened in like since Mike since Anthropont. So. Uh-huh. Um, and and yeah, like I even told Tiana afterwards, I was like, it was almost kind of emotional, like to yeah, like, like, I bet, Aw. I bet it was, you know? yeah, um, because yeah, like that was that was just that was a tough call, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I just felt like I had I had fully committed to early day miners at that point, right. and and as that was happening, the you know like Carlo departing and and me kind of being drawn back in, like gradually. You know, and then you know more more swiftly as as the the new year came around. Alternative um, tentacles. Yeah. That's the that's alternative the tentacles. That's no. the record company. They're, no. they're not putting out the new early uh, day miners. Okay. That would it's be good. Yes, though, man. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, no, I don't think we made what's the guy's I, name? Jello Biafra. Jello, yeah, yeah. Jello, like we, yeah. yeah, we. I don't think we got him a copy of it. So okay. maybe we missed an opportunity there. Oh know? well, maybe um, on the next record. Maybe on the next record. These, we'll these guys will go out of business. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. No, I exactly. Not. Just kidding. So, um, so anyway, the, you know, uh, like yeah. The the long story short was like like I I got into April. I did just was enough was enough. I've I've got to make the call. I've got to get back down to two bands, and so I. You had to make a you know the the really awful, really tough decision, um, but I have to say the right one, and it's still like as far as like going down to two bands, um, I still feel the difference, and it's still like a big relief to just have a more manageable like calendar, but but it's still. It still sucks. That, it's a, <laughs> that it's I hard artistic it, choices. You know, we can't do it all. We can't, can't do, it do it all. Slash you know? records. No, no. no. Okay. Good guesses. Those are all good guesses. These are all great guesses. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Jeff. You know, obviously, we have a, an easy rapport here. Yeah, you, me, and yeah. Manny as well. You know, yeah. and uh, we could talk forever here. But uh, Manny, uh, this is a podcast, man. Yeah, it's been <laughs> a good podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, this was so fun. Really fun. Yeah. 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 Good so times. you know, yeah, good times, and it's a it's a crazy night here. A whole bunch of uh, people just came in. It's picking up here at the Circle Bar. We got our man Vince behind the bar doing a real professional job. 
So, uh, as always, in the Troubled Men podcast, we like to say uh, trouble never ends. But the struggle continues. Thank you. Good night. Other than everything, everything's great. But the powers that be, they have made some mistakes. And what little hope's been replaced with an ache? And other than everything, everything's great. Will we roll? Do we ramble for too many years? With the stars in our eyes and blood in our ears. And baby, this ain't no time to break. And other than everything, everything's great. Well, other than everything, everything's great. But that fool on the throne. Keeps me awake. And those mannequin hands, man, they're in on the tape. And other than everything, everything's great. Will his little white lies go and lull us to slumber? The kids on the corner, man, they've got his number. They're still the old way for old time. Everything, everything's great Other than everything, everything's great That gal by the guillotine, she's fresh out of cake And she's covered in frosting and emeralds and lace And other than everything and she don't understand why the children are restless With ashes for supper and plastics for breakfast She says good things come to those who wait And other than everything, everything's great Tear us asunder And where are the gods of vengeance 
everything, everything's great.